broadcasting live from the phx.fm studio in phoenix arizona it's time for valley business radio spotlighting the valley's best businesses and the people who lead them Hello and welcome to another episode of the Arizona 100 podcast. I'm Adrian McIntyre, joined here as always by Abby Fink, publisher of the Arizona 100. Hey, Abby. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We made it. We flipped the calendar (laughs) and here we are in a new year. And now I keep having that line from the Who's uh, song playing over and over in my head, but slightly changed. And it's like, meet the new year, same as the old year. Because on the one hand, there's a lot that's changed. And certainly we like to lump our lives into these buckets called years and and act like, you know, December 31st to January 1st is it changes everything. And this this time it has changed some things. 2020 is behind us, but it also hasn't changed some of the things that we were struggling with and, you know, trying to overcome in 2020. So here we are again, we are. but we got a fresh start on a new calendar year. Yeah, well, to and, deal with and those we things. can say last year, when right. the pandemic started last year, um, we were talking in a, um, a staff meeting earlier that um, we are actually looking at one year later conversations. You know, what were we doing one year ago when we were talking about this? And so it's, it's while we were in the midst of 2020, it was hard to believe we would see a year later and here we are, but... You know, I always think about the new year as just that chance to to start fresh, right? Even though the some of the stuff carries on with you, it's still nice to kind of wake up with that. You know, I, I still actually have a calendar, so I le- legitimately flip to the calendar to a new year and not just push a button on the computer, but hung a new one up on the wall. And it's kind of nice to have that fresh slate and start start all over again and, and uh I'm not really one for resolutions so much, but, you know, kind of set some new intentions, some new goals for the year. And I don't always reach them, but at least I set them and, uh, you know, sort of started off fresh. It's not, it's not such a bad thing. I, I think that practice is really important and it can help us clear our minds and get focused on what matters, refocus in some cases on what really matters. And yeah, you're right about resolutions. Uh, I mean, the science on resolutions is pretty clear. They Resolutions don't work. They've never really worked. They're insufficient to make a significant change uh, in a person's life. Um, but some people still find that kind of getting clear on what they want and declaring it in that form helps them. Uh, do, so you don't set formal resolutions. What, what do you do? Well, the only resolution I am certainly definitely will keep is the one that says I'm not going to keep my resolution. So um, I've about, I guess it's probably about five or six years ago now, decided I was going to do things that were more goal oriented than resolution, right? It just felt more forward thinking, right? You could, uh, you know, work towards something. I mean, we all want to eat better and we all want to exercise more and we all want to, you know, save more money. I mean, those are kind of the obvious ones, but maybe if I set a goal that said, you know, I would like to walk, you know, a hundred miles a month, then that's an achievable goal instead of just saying, I'd like to exercise more. Um, I'd like to read three books, you know, three biographies, you know, something very more tangible. So I started doing that and and then you can kind of check them off. And, and for me, it was a little bit easier to hold myself accountable to them because they were goals. I said, I wanted to do this. And so 
And it might just be semantics. It might just be how I perceive things. But what I what I thought about this year is we were kind of, again, flipping the calendar into the new year and, and not wanting necessarily to set resolutions, but you actually mentioned something about refocusing. And I think those were some of the, the, the re's that I was going to do rather than resolution, but refocus, reconnect, reorganize, you know, do some of that kind of thinking. And, um, and those things to me feel like you can, they're more, you're better able to accomplish them for myself. I'm, I'm better able to accomplish those. Now I still want to eat better. I still want to exercise more. So don't get me wrong. It's not like those aren't still out there. It's just, I have a slightly different view of how I'm going to accomplish them this time. What about you? Well, the social science research is something that I've paid a lot of attention to over the years and and it's changed some of what I do, which I'll tell you about in a minute. But one of the things that I've been very struck by is um, research on willpower, for example. And, and the idea, the sort of naive, but very widespread idea that, you know, all of these things should take some willpower and really you just need to resolve. I mean, that's really what resolution is, is it's resolve. It's supposed to be that act of will somehow. And yet the, the, the research on willpower is really quite interesting. It shows that willpower is not something, it's limited. And that the more decisions that you have to make, the less of the willpower you have. And it gets depleted over the course of a day, for example. And so what you want to do instead of relying on this mythical thing called willpower is you, you want to create structures that are more inevitable. In other words, it'd be better to set up your life to achieve goals without having to need willpower. Well, that means changing a lot of things in the environment that around what we want. So for example, if you want to go for a walk every day, first thing in the morning, then putting your walking clothes and shoes and everything that you need right there by your bed. So it's the first thing when you wake up, there's no decision required other than, am I going to keep my promise to myself today? Well, it's easier when everything's right there, right? When you make these inevitable or when somebody's expecting you to meet them back when we used to meet people. Remember that? I do. Uh, you know, last year. 515, <laughs> last year, a year ago when I last met somebody right, right. for a workout, right? Uh, getting almost to that point. So what what I've done is for myself, you know, somebody who massively struggles with adult ADHD and cyclical depression and all the other kinds of things that make willpower in the sort of traditional moral sense hard is I've taken on restructuring my day. So what I'm trying to do now is very different is I've created a kind of a, a set of steps, set of actions, and I give myself a point each day, like a little game for them. So it starts with, you know, waking up in the morning, having slept for seven hours. If I did that, if I slept for seven hours, I get one little point. Great. The next thing is drink a liter of water. And if I did that, then I checked it. These are the little micro steps to get me to the goal. I didn't even make goals. I don't know where this is headed. I didn't decide I want a certain, you know, weight or percentage of body fat or uh, productivity or, you know, write my book, you know, any of those things, I, I just knew that if I tried focusing on the, on the micro steps, on the actions and created something. So I made a little chart that I can use to play my little game. And I, at the end of the day, now I haven't actually added up all my points for each day yet. So I have made ticks on my boxes. Well, I have four days of, well, that's a start. And there's some days where I drank the four liters of water 
that I wanted to drink that day and did my morning exercise. And I've done my evening yoga half the days. But the, but the point of it is to, to try to create new habits, new practices. I want this to become a routine. And the only way to do that is to, to practice it at that level of Well, and don't they say steps. you need to do something, what, 21 days in a row or something for it to become a, a habit? But I also think that something like the, the checklist where you actually physically click off something that you've done is kind of that reward system, right? We all like to see that. Um, several years ago, someone sent me a, um, an, an easy way to save money. And it was basically in an, put in, in an envelope, a dollar equivalent to the week, right? So week one of the year, you put $1 in week two, you put $2 all the way up until you were putting, you know, $52 at the end of the year. And you would have somewhere around $1,300. The math wizards out there can add that all up. Well, the first time I did that, you know, that was kind of exciting. But like after the third week, you only had, you know, $6. So that didn't seem terribly exciting. So I reversed the order when I'm super excited about doing it, right? So $52 went in the envelope on January 1st and $51 will go in on January 8th and so on until I, and then you start to see a much, you know, quicker return on that investment and you're still excited about it in the early days of, of sort of setting these, um, these intentions. And so I like Plus the around, around the holidays when you've spent all your money on presents, if you do that sort of thing and you only have to put a buck in the envelope, well, you're, you're, you're happy. There is that. But if you were smart and you, and you, you managed to make it go all the way through till the end of the year, then you had your money to spend on the holidays, right? You had $1,300 cash in your envelope in the drawer. But, um, and trust me when I tell you it, it, I lose excitement for it somewhere around, you know, the, the 14th or 15th week. But again, it's an intention and I set it out there and I say, I'm going to do it. And I did put my $52 in the envelope, um, on the first of the, of the uh, first of the month, the first of the year. But, um, you know, you think of when you were little, I, I, I'm, I know I had this, you know, we had sort of the, um, the reading club at school. And if you, you know, you read so many books, you got a, you know, pizza party or you got to, you know, have an extra five minutes of recess or whatever the heck it was. And it was something to work towards. It was an achievable goal when, um, you know, we, we were allowed to stay up a little bit extra um, you know, bedtime was nine o'clock. We could stay up till nine thirty if we were reading quietly in our bedroom or whatever it was. So there were these things that you know you kind of put them out there, and if you do this, then you get to do that, and it makes doing this a little bit more um, enjoyable. Now, the uh, to me, it's the sort of the instantaneous results that are, make me want to keep doing them. That's why things like I'd like to lose ten pounds doesn't help me because that's you know, harder to do versus I'm going to walk today and I'm going to set my alarm and I'm going to put out, you know, and then that's actually, you know, what you described is exactly what I do. It, I literally will trip over my tennis shoes before I will miss walking, right? They're right there. So I think we all have devised little ways to, to keep those goals um, or resolutions or intentions or whatever we're calling them. Um, but they help us, you know, kind of keep things on track. We should, we should commit to each other that we'll check in on them and see what we're, how we're accomplishing. So you want to let me know, you know, next couple yeah, episodes, share. you tell me how much, how many liters of water you've checked off your list. 
Sure, I'll share the whole grid. Um, you know, a couple years ago, my wife Jen did something really extraordinary, which was she decided to to really seriously take on her health, and she took a picture of her bare feet standing on the scale every Wednesday and posted it on Instagram. Wow, brave! That really took something for her, and um, I think there's a way in which whatever we do, right? What whether we call them resolutions, which by the way, don't do that. That doesn't work. But goals, intentions, uh, your one little word, the kind of you know habit developing practices and tracking, all of these things, I think they all good. And, and the reason why is they make us just that little bit more conscious and intentional. Mm-hmm. So much of our behavior is automatic, uh, which is great. It's efficient. It's one of the things we get by having these nice big brains. But if we're not careful, that automatic behavior, you know, we can mindlessly consume an almost infinite number of calories before we realized, <laughs> right? Till our fingers hit the bottom of the chip bag or whatever your thing is. Mine is is cashews, which are healthy, but not if you eat, you know, six pounds of them yeah, <laughs> at which, a time. Which I bought the largest possible jar that you could at the Costco the other day, but yeah. Jen is much better than me on this. She has a little tiny bowl and she starts the day by filling her little bowl with cashews and that's all. And I, and I don't, I just kind of ballpark and I figure this handful is about, is about right. Well, and if you only Which, take one handful, but you know, and yeah. or if only fill the bowl one time, that's, right. this is wherein lies the challenge for me on things like that. For sure. The broader, the broader point here is I think that there's a couple of things that make all of this work. One is we all, and I, I'm speaking to myself as you all listen, we need to do a better job of being kind to ourselves. We're not going to be perfect every day. I have not achieved a perfect score on my little game once. I don't even know if I've come halfway there and that's okay. I'm reminding myself that like Peter Drucker used to say, what gets measured gets managed. And that's the point. Like we're just trying to pay a little more attention, be a little more thoughtful and aware and focus on what it is we actually want to accomplish, what it's going to take to get there. If goals work for you, great. For me, they've always been a little too far out and my brain just can't manage the temporality of it. You know, it becomes more of like an idea I had once (laughs) instead of an actual (laughs) practice. For other people, that's not true. And, um, you know, it's a little bit like productivity, you know, planners. There's so many different versions out there and every one of them works for about 4% of the population. And so your challenge is find the one, if anything, that fits you, but we're all engaged in this process of, if we're doing this right, we're bettering ourselves just a little bit. And that adds up. It's like your, your money example. I think that's, that's for me, the takeaway, putting just a little bit in the envelope or making ourselves just a little bit better incremental progress. I think that's important. I do too. And, 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 and the, the goal doesn't have to be, you know, the big hairy goal, right? It can be something as simple as, you know, I'm going to drink a liter of water every day. And if today I only get the half, but tomorrow I drink, you know, one and a half, my net result is I have accomplished what I set out to do. And, you know, we, we do that planning in so many other aspects of our life. You know, we, if we own businesses, we're doing it for our businesses. We're projecting and we're doing forecasting and we're planning and we're making, you know, plans for how our, our year is going to look, our quarters are going to look. We certainly don't, we, we spend that kind of energy there and not so much in our, in our personal side, 
Um, but it's, for me, it's kind of the same way, you know, you, we all want success and such, but we have to do it in ways that we can accomplish it, take satisfaction in it, revel in the, in the success and, um, and then use that as the springboard into the, you know, into the next one. And, you know, that's, you know, that's what, what, you know, January one does for me. That's what the first of the year does for me. It gives you that, that place to start. And, you know, we've got, there's a lot, you know, we, we unpacked a lot last year, you know, in our, in our conversations and we, we shared the highlights of what was going on in our communities. And, and we have all intentions of, you know, continuing to do that here in the next, you know, coming up episodes. And, and this is kind of an in-between week for us. We don't have an episode of the, our uh, issue of the Arizona 100 um, coming out this week, but we didn't want to not do something coming into the new year with, um, you know, certainly the, the, uh, looking ahead and and some of the the things that are happening as it relates to our pandemic and our um, you know the the seating of of a new Congress and our our president elect and vice president will be sworn in here in a couple weeks and so um, it just felt right that we should have a little conversation together and kind of celebrate together the the start of the new year and and uh, you know we we will set our intention for this to, to continue to talk about what's happening in our in our communities and the and the good things that are happening across the state of Arizona and uh, always enjoy the opportunity to have the conversation and kind of just talk about what's ever on our mind and actually today really was talking about what was ever on our mind we you know we typically have a conversation before the conversation but uh, today we took advantage of hitting the record button while we were just chatting about. So it's kind of nice to have no agenda for our talk today. It is nice. And it is our 40th episode of cool. the Arizona 100 podcast. As we turn a corner into a new year, uh, this is your reminder that the Arizona 100 is a unique lens into what's happening around the state of Arizona. Uh, Upcoming issues will reveal stories, 100 words each, uh, about nonprofits, about businesses, about communities, about other issues that affect all of us here in the state of Arizona. Abby Fink, as publisher of the Arizona 100, will continue to join me for these conversations and we'll continue to insert a little of our own opinions here and there, uh, as is our editorial and poetic license. Uh, but whether you're setting goals or uh, choosing your one word or or having a resolution, you know, just to be classic about it, uh, we wish you nothing but health and happiness and success as we all work together to make our lives just a little bit better each day. Exactly, exactly. And and we look forward to continuing these discussions and, and saluting what's great about the state of Arizona and our businesses and organizations. So wish you all a very good start to the new year. And as Adrian said, a, a uh, you know, good start to your goals, intentions, resolutions. And uh, we'll check back in with what our businesses and, and organizations are doing on our next episode. Happy 40th podcast anniversary. That's pretty amazing. Pretty exciting. You can find all the past issues of the Arizona 100 and also submit story ideas. Uh, You can find all the information at thearizona100.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and we'll uh, see you and hear you on the next episode. Abby, thanks for being here. You bet. For all of us here at phx.fm, I'm Adrian McIntyre. Join us next time for another Arizona 100 podcast. (laughs) 